1: on tonight's dad band land here's some of what we're going to be talking about
2: he's getting pretty good at that
3: And it's gonna last. I don't really think any other dance will pass. Dead we again.
1: Deadband Land, welcome to Deadband Land. We Woo, are back. Dead band we Land. are
2: back in the Deadband,
0: and better
1: right than now. ever. We're and back. Better and
0: than ever is right. It's uh, we've we've actually taken a week off. As far as you guys know, we we've been. Uh, here all the time. But we took a week off, and in the interim, you know, Kevin was freezing out there in my backyard, and now it's warm out there. It's and toasty crickets. warm.
2: <laughs> and there's crickets, my good friends. The crickets are here. This is nice. This is what this is what the brochures promise us in Los Angeles. This is good living. A-
0: absolutely. Well, this is Dad Band Land, the podcast that discusses all the music that you and we love from the perspective of a neighborhood cover band. I'm Adam Felber, your host and keyboardist. I want to introduce my co-host and our lead guitarist, our only guitarist. One of the two or three current members of the band, <laughs> Kevin Burke.
2: Hello, Ke- hello. It's good to be here. We're going to be talking about some music tonight. We have a we still have some songs we did in the band. We're going to be doing an Operation Ivy song tonight. So it's pretty, it's pretty intense.
0: Yeah, Big City by Operation Ivy. I want to keep rolling it around the circle there. Um, I've, got, I've got my, uh, my band manager, real-life band manager, and our chief vinyl officer, Brian Frank. He runs Brian's House of Wax. And Brian, what wax have you brought to your house
4: this evening? <laughs> we will be pulling out from the House of Wax Van Halen's fifth album, Diver Down.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Kevin yes. doesn't like that one, but I think it's defensible. Now, let's move on to our <laughs> chief technology officer. Man,
2: the band's going to fall apart again tonight.
0: <laughs> our chief technology officer, um, my dear friend, and uh, his name is Jeffy Branion. Jeffy, welcome, and tell us the, the, the question of the week that we're attacking tonight.
1: Good evening. Oh, this week we're doing songs that have the word dance in them but aren't especially dance-worthy. That's fair enough.
0: That's close That enough. is good. That was good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait,
1: wait. <laughs> you know, if you have a better thing, why are you asking me? <laughs> Never mind.
0: <laughs> um, so here's what's going on. I'm wondering about the status of our band. And the reason I'm wondering is because last week, you remember that show that we did, the talent show with Lisa Loeb right before the... Uh, Whole pandemic came down upon yeah, us. B-
2: yeah, before society crumbled, yes.
0: Yes. Well, with the pandemic ending, we just uh we just had that show in our neighborhood last week and I went to it, but my band didn't play at it. Did you play? Lisa Loeb was there, but she didn't play at it. Um and I just it made me sentimental for the days when we had a band. So I'm wondering how's Kevin's whole putting the band back together thing going?
2: You know what? I gotta be perfectly honest with you. Literally nothing has happened between last time we talked and this time. I'm just gonna be perfectly frank. I believe that it can move together. I believe we have some things set up. I believe we can make things move forward. But I've got things going. I got a TV show coming out. I got things to do. I, I was busy. This is the problem with the local dads bands, is that you sometimes have real life <laughs> stuff that gets okay. in the way.
1: Yeah, I mean right. none, none of what? this is a surprise, frankly.
2: But are you who's talking? Who's
1: talking? Oh, that who's was Jeff-
0: Jeffy. <laughs> let's roll on, Kevin. I just I just want to say let's um Let's you and I uh, talk about this because I think we might have to start looking at alternative personnel at this point. It seems like there are some people that, you know, the, the Davies brothers are just never going to play together again. No, oh, I, I thought I you think think were firing totally fine. me.
2: <laughs> I think that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Thinking about it. Yeah, exactly. We're just going to, there's people with know technology that can make it work. Um, definitely. No, I'm fine with that. We live in Los Angeles, and I feel like there's got to be like an ex member of Kix. Or 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 Keel that might be available to join our band, and I think I'm going to start going down that route. I don't know what like you're thinking. Richard Keel? No, like
1: yeah, um, no, Richard Keel's like, uh, dead. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, not I Richard, thought. Though. I mean, that sounded macabre to me. All right. <laughs> Ron Keel. Let's let's move on. We'll we'll make this happen, Kevin. It
0: is now time for you and I to do playing it with a song that you're going to talk about, and I won't have much to say. Oh, oh, Wait, Brian Frank doesn't want this program to move forward. What do you have, <laughs> Brian? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes, yes. I'm Brian. I see
2: you
4: no, have no, some no. ideas. I named this segment in a prior episode. Oh. We called it Breakdown. And then oh. somehow the name of this segment disappeared. Why?
1: We all oh, might yeah. uh, so yeah. point, you know. At some point, I became not... the segment namer, and it didn't go through me and my procedures. Oh, so. okay. But, okay. But I, you know, Breakdown. Like it.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay, Jeff now you know, so you're, now you're, let's you're get you're right. to breakdown. breakdown. Kevin, what are we playing?
2: Oh, we are playing "Big City" by Operation Ivy, which which is one of my favorite songs. It's actually a fucking great song. Um, what do you think now, about before that? Before
0: we played it question, as a band,
2: do you do you okay? Do you, well, yeah. I love when we played it as a band. I played. You know, I'm, I have an obvious metal history, and um, Adam, our other guitar player, is like a ska guy. And Operation Ivy is the band is the Venn diagram overlap of the music we both enjoy. For some reason, that's a particular band we both love. Yeah, and, it's like uh, ska
0: punk metal, and in, and because I'm guessing that most of our listeners have never heard it, um, let's right now listen to a yeah. little clip of Let, Big City. And, and Operation before Ivy. we go
2: into before we go into it, I just want to hear the guitar is really tight. Really fast, palm muted, you know, it goes really quick from the very start, so we can listen to, to this song. It's it's got that punk meets metal meets ska sound, which is which I think is killer.
3: All
0: right, let's hear it. a <laughs> Okay, so you're saying it's like a lot of punk that we played.
2: It's not like a lot of punk in that that, that riff isn't easy. Do you know what I mean? It's a lot of palm muting. It's a lot of dun 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 It's like a gallop, and uh, it's not just a big open chord you know, sort of song. And so I love it because it is killer, but it's like, I don't know, there's a skill level to it that everyone has to kind of hit. Everyone has to hit it's a like, rhythm.
1: It's like stealth killer. It's like killer if you know what's going on.
2: Well, I think it's killer. Even if you're just watching, how intense it is. In fact, but I have a question, Adam. I have a question. Like I, I've had a number of times. Yeah. What are you doing during this song? What what space is there left for the piano part? Um,
0: there's not a lot. I I, I just played some shit. You know, you know, when when, when you're playing <laughs> on a top of a, on top of punk yeah. or um or on top of uh, you know something that fast, there, what you're really going to want is some really quick major chords. Because don't forget, this is just this is. At its heart, a punk song. It's really just the, you know Absolutely. your three chords, and um, you don't need to be doing anything else. But sort of like stay, you know riding on top of what one of the two rhythm guitars is doing.
2: Did you stay out of it in the beginning then? Like when it's yes, just a- stay
0: out of it in the beginning. Um, you know uh, the the Hammond B three sound is there, or it's actually more of a Farfisa sound is there to add flavor and nothing else, and just stay away from the essential cleanliness that you guys are trying and in some ways uh, ch- succeeding to achieve. Yes. Um, here's what I would say about it. It's a great song. Having learned it, I love it. It's a great song. I don't think we should have played it.
2: What? Well, yeah. I used to play that song in high school, so that's like an old standard in my, in my repertoire.
0: Yeah, I get um, it. Here's, here's my thought is we're a cover band. I think cover bands should almost exclusively play songs that everybody knows.
2: I think everyone at that show knew that song, though. I think that's a very popular at punk song. At that show, yes. Yeah, but, No, It's but, not a song we're going to play at a, at a children's birthday party. I feel no, like no but didn't we play
0: sticks. it didn't we also play it at our gig at or talked about playing it at our gig at the uh that that big bar in North Hollywood
2: I never we never Fed played room. it though yeah we might have tried to play it but we did not play it because I would have Oh good yeah no, no. no at
0: a punk set it makes total sense as yeah. a song did you that a cover sing backing
2: that a, vocals did you sing backing vocals
0: No I wanted out
2: of that it was, a, it was a giant. It was, the,
0: the vocals were a giant mess the way we did it. But then again, the vocals of almost all Operation Ivy stuff, because I've listened to the whole album since, it, it is a mess. I mean,
2: well, It's a perfect mess. It's, it's one of my yeah. favorite records. There's only really one record and everything on it I love. Every song is great.
3: There's a lot of songs um, on it. They, if you, they, they well, get of course, they're all like fast. a minute and a half
2: long. But yeah, if you want to find a great record for anyone who loves punk or metal or ska and might have missed it, you're not going to go wrong with that one and only Operation Ivy album. It's fucking great.
0: And I would say most of our listeners missed it. So definitely check it out. It's it's well, really fun. Um, you know, the vocals are very much punk vocals. They're not even metal vocals. And they're not oh, no, really no, no. ska it's, it's very
2: punk. It's a very punk sound. Yeah. I just think guitar playing is very crunchy sometimes. And, and it's intense. And I love that.
0: And precise. I mean, it's great. Yes. I, I totally recommend it. I don't recommend it if you're a keyboardist in the band, because you're not going to have a lot
2: to play. <laughs> in Apropos of nothing. But if you
0: are a keyboardist <laughs> yeah. in a band. <laughs> if
1: that yeah. somehow applies to you. Yes.
0: <laughs> Yes, and if that doesn't apply to you, perhaps some of these amazing products will apply to you. Dad Band Land will be right back. Dad Band
3: Land.
1: Dad Band Land.
0: Let's get to our question of the week. Um, which which is a segment that really hasn't been named yet. So that's that's a jump ball for Brian and Jeffy. Come on. The, of the week kinda
1: sucks. No, the question is, what songs with dance in the title no. are No, not that one? No. no.
0: It's what what songs about dancing are terrible to dance
1: to?
2: What
3: There's
1: songs, no stipulation that dance... Yes, go ahead. Oh, it do, dance doesn't have to be in the title?
3: No.
2: No, about dancing. Do it. Like, do
1: it. But dancing in the streets, that has dancing in it.
0: Well, let's no. not... Let's not get to the things that other people are going to say. <laughs> as you're just supposed to be giving a title. And the title. title,
1: I thought we were just having a discussion. No, now we're going to have this the rules. So I, rules, I, I, rules, well, I, <laughs> I guess
2: I guess going to this title, um, Adam, you've got. We'll get to that later. There's a lot of setup here, but the, no, you, no, no,
0: listen no I'm to a, set you it Listen up. to a song uh, you know, here. Let me set. This I thought up. I
1: had yeah. set it up already.
0: I'm going to set up what after you've announced what it is. I'm going to
2: set up why it is and, and what, where the idea came okay. from.
0: Yes.
1: I'm intrigued. I'm I'm intrigued, Adam.
2: Let me know. Let me know. I'm I'm interested.
0: Yeah, tell us how it goes. This is how it goes. The reason I came up with this segment this week is I was listening to this week's album, Diver Down, Van Halen, really (laughs) loving it. Um, And it struck me, however, that their cover of Dancing in the Street is unique in that it is really, really not a good dance tune. In fact, I listen to every cover of Dancing in the Street, and it's a little bit of a hinky tune anyway. The best is still uh, the original
2: uh, by oh, I thought uh, you were going to say Bowie Bowie David Jagger. Bowie, Mick Jagger Are you kidding me? <laughs> There's only one version, and that is by Mick Jagger and David Bowie. Yes. You know,
0: I'll let and you their, call and in say what you want to say,
2: but yes. I'm going to go it. <laughs> it was never made before that or after that, as far as I can yeah, tell. Yeah, I'm
0: going to say that it was. Uh, it, no, it was so needed.
2: powerful. It was like a black hole that sucked in all other versions of the song yeah. prior and, and since.
0: I'm gonna let you continue to disrespect Martha Reeves and the Vandellas, uh, for whom the song was written uh, sure. by uh, by four guys, including I believe, um, uh, who's who who wrote that that song?
2: I, I, I don't Marvin Gaye
0: was one of the writers of that oh, was song.
2: He? Was he? It wasn't. He wrote it. He wrote it for Mick Jagger and David Bowie to perform.
0: He did not. Okay. Anyway, my point is is that the Van Halen version, though great, is incredibly non-fun to dance to. And and I think maybe Eddie Van Halen did that on purpose.
2: There are Van Halen songs that are danceable. There are certainly David Lee Roth songs that are danceable. Yeah, I, oh, I yeah. would agree that, that that particular song didn't exactly... Well, there's also a bit of a history of how that song came about in the Van Halen. Well, let's not can't. get to that yet. Let's yeah, listen get to a to that, little but, bit of it. But you're right. That's an interesting example of something you can't exactly dance to despite <laughs> wanting to.
0: Yes, and I, I, I don't want to cut in on Brian's House of Wax because I know that he's going to want to talk about stuff like that. But let's listen to a little bit of... Van Halen's dancing in the street and you'll you'll see what I mean. So, you know, I think I, it's just that Eddie was swayed. having a lot of fun.
2: I did a light head bob to that. <laughs> yeah. I, can, I can do that. So, no, I'm with you.
0: Yeah, it's for head bobs, it's for fists, um, but it's not for dancing. So it made me think, what are other songs that, that explicitly talk about dancing that you can't really dance to? I've got a bunch, but I'm going to throw it open to, let's start with uh, Jeffy.
1: I want to dance with somebody by Whitney Houston. I just don't find that very danceable.
2: That's interesting.
0: And it's
1: literally about wanting to dance.
2: I'm I'm trying to think. I feel I feel pretty confident I did dance to that when I was yeah. young. I mean some, it's.
1: A, I think it's but I think it's more of a head bopper than a dancer.
2: It it is. It isn't exactly like a four on the floor song. You just kind of yeah, with, you're like, just kinda sway with
1: it. It's not like, oh, I'm oh, oh, they're playing I Wanna Dance with somebody. Yeah, I, better I better get, get up on the yeah. Who's yeah, ever it, said so, that? Though,
0: no, no, you're right. Uh, it's not a hit the dance when, uh, floor song for sure.
1: No. <laughs> when I this
4: is my my personal take on that, Jeffy, and I'm with you, is mm-hmm. when I had my bar mitzvah, there was a band that performed the party of my bar mitzvah.
3: Mm-hmm. And What's before
4: that, I had a meeting with the band, and they said, Okay, what songs do you want us to play? What kind mm-hmm. of music do you want? Mm-hmm. And I said, You can play anything you want except The one thing I do not want you to play (laughs) is I Want to Dance with Somebody by Whitney Houston,
2: right? Mm. So That was the one? That was the single song? That was the single song. Is there a backstory there we don't know about? Is there some sort of horrible?
4: No, just didn't like the song. Didn't feel like it was a good dancing song, right? The reason
1: you felt that way is that it's not a good dancing song.
4: Right.
0: That's
1: absolutely right.
4: So, cut to the party, and they do the little intro. They're like, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the bar mitzvah boy, Brian Frank. What song does the band kick into?
3: <laughs> oh, no. Wait, they trolled, they,
2: trolled, they trolled a child? They, this they, is no, unbelievable. No, they
1: trolled a man. <laughs>
4: Based on my <laughs> tour portion that morning, I became a man. It's, wow. You're right. You're right. My There's bad. any child. Any yes. yes. child. A man. You. Yes. Jeffy
2: a child, asked, a child asked. A <laughs> not to be played. A man listened to it. And they a man, man had, had to, to eat it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jeffy so, Branyon
0: with with the Jewish joke. Love it, man. Yeah. Um, let's <laughs> so, keep going. I want. I want more of these. I want, right, I, well, I want mine
2: is. Mine is. Let's dance. Is David Bowie's Let's Dance, which is all about dancing yet undanceable.
0: I, it's close to undanceable. It's, I feel just like I want to dance with somebody. I remember trying to dance to it. Possibly, but even
2: even the concept of dancing the blues seems to not be even a real thing. Like I'm not sure how one dances the blues. Do you know, what I mean, you put, on, blues, put on your you
0: red can, shoes you know, and dance the blues. Dance the blues. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. It's not really, It's not exactly a thing. Let's
0: let's hear a little bit of it and see if we can dance to it right now.
1: I mean, it's just not something you can dance to. It's
3: a little herky-jerky.
1: You, it you builds can do the occasional like bop, dance. but it makes me want to be a wallflower. Yeah, it's totally, not a dance too. It makes yeah. you want
2: to avoid being on the dance floor. <laughs> yeah, but it taunts <laughs> you. It dancing taunts to you, this. It taunts you by saying, let's dance, yeah, while let's you're dance. not doing it. And you're
1: oh, like, wanna, not I'm literally
2: asking to you to dance.
1: I want to yeah. dance with somebody. Yeah. Let's dance. Yeah, but that's like, doing? I want to
0: dance with somebody, but not to this song, is the next line in that. Right. And let's dance, dance somebody, but not to, to this song. any song, but this with somebody. Yeah. It, yeah. Well,
1: except, I want to <laughs> dance with somebody.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Brian. Brian yeah. Frank. Yeah. Undanceable out dance out songs.
4: <laughs> I got a couple. Um, okay. I, I have actually, I have three also from the 80s. Uh Safety Dance by Men Without Hats. Oh, I listened right. to that
0: today, and I felt like I was going to include it. I listened to it today. I felt like yeah. Safety Dance is kind of danceable. In fact, this is why out on the uh, so, out on the interwebs there's a there's a prominent dance extended mix of Safety Dance.
2: Well, I do. There's a 12 inch Safety Dance that's danceable, but the actual song. Is not. In fact, a big chunk of that song is just like sort of a countdown to the possibility of dancing that never actually comes. You're just like, one, one, two, and then you never actually get there. And what is the dance? And what is (laughs) the
1: dance? Let's hear it. Kyle, throw it at us. Safety dance. (laughs)
3: Can
2: we, though?
4: No, we can't. Not to this song. No, no and
2: if I, remember right, even, if I remember right, even the video was a guy just sort of strolling down the just strolling down a, a trail. There was no dance. They should point have invented take. a dance. You can't call Absolutely. something the blank dance and not send the yeah. dance out. It's like the electric slide. I you would need draw, to learn it. I would
0: yeah. draw my point. Brian, what's your other one?
2: Uh,
0: <laughs> the, uh, the next
4: one on my list is um, Private Dancer right see oh, oh, a dancer
2: right. for money. Oh. That's no. pretty good. That but I but even as a kid I was like yeah. she's not talking about dancing is she? She's really <laughs> not talking about dancing.
1: Yeah.
2: But maybe she is. Um, maybe she is.
4: So, uh fun fact, you know, that was actually a uh, a Dire Straits song.
2: I did not know that. That is a fun fact. Wow. Mm. Wait, did they they wrote Which that is, song yeah. or it was written for them and they didn't
4: he, use it? No, he wrote it. Mark, Mark Knopfler, Knopfler wrote, wrote it. Yeah. They recorded the instrumental. He went to do the vocals, and he's like, I'm really uncomfortable singing these vocals. A woman should sing this. They gave it to Tina Turner. So they gave the whole
2: song to her. I didn't
4: realize that. Yeah. Wow. And the keyboard player from Dire Straits ended up playing keyboards on the Tina Turner version and becoming her music director on that tour where she did her big comeback.
2: Oh, that's cool. Nice move on their
3: part. This, this
1: what about, what about in my brain, guys? Yeah, no, that—that that, that is it. In what about this Fabio on this. the saxophone? Let's do you know anything gosh. about that dude? Wait, what? <laughs> is that In the video,
0: was that? No, no, page? no. There was a sax. Her saxophone player looked a lot like Fabio. Oh. He was this oh. really oh. muscly guy in a vest with really long hair.
4: Well, yeah. he's the guy that was also in um, Lost Boys. What's the vampire. Yeah, Lost, Lost Boys. Yeah, the guy from <laughs> Laura, the video, of Lost Laura Boys. Laura met him. He's yeah, still around. Laura went- <laughs> yes, yes. So, uh Laura did a uh, horror convention, she was signing autographs and there was a Lost Boys reunion in the booth next to her and she ends up meeting those guys and she's like, "Do you know this saxophone player guy?" I'm like, "Yeah, that was Tina Turner's
2: saxophone player." <laughs> yeah, he's I'm, still. I'm, I'm, he wait, still wait, 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 gonna like gonna the time oiled up and he plays saxophone. He still guys, does.
0: We're going to we're going to re-rack a little bit because our <laughs> listeners don't know this and I'm not sure I know this. Laura, uh Brian, you're you're married to yeah. her. You're not Yes, my wife. We share a yes. yes. Why is yes. she signing audi- autographs at a horror convention?
4: Because uh, yeah. she's an a actress that um, has appeared in some some famous uh, films. Wait, did I not uh, know this? This one was for um, The Strangers.
2: Are you familiar with that? Oh, no way. Uh, who, was she, who was she in the movie? Uh, she played Pin-Up Girl. No, oh, that's awesome. That movie freaked, freaked me out, freaked my wife out. She saw the poster. She would not go near the movie. I love that movie. Well,
4: that's what's crazy. We went to see it in the theater. I fully knew that it was her. I had actually flown to South Carolina, visited her while she was filming it,
2: and it still scared the shit out of me. Oh, it, it prays to the primal fear of just anyone <laughs> watching you do anything. It's awesome.
0: Yeah, okay, great. Yeah. Well thank thank you for thank you, for that. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna say you're right, although I am going to agree with Kevin that the uh, private dancer is no more about dancing than Elvis Costello's mystery dance is about dancing. Uh even though you could probably dance to that one. Ryan, do you have any others or is that it? This is, this
4: is the last one. And this is explicitly about dancing, but does not have dancing in the title, which is why I was concerned with just yeah, description.
1: I didn't mean to <laughs> limit you. I don't want to put limits on oh, you. Yes. Thank, you. Thank
4: you. Thank um, you. So this song actually came up on uh, my uh, playlist this morning um, by EPMD. It's called the Steve Martin and it's entire song about a dance called the Steve Martin. And they, Describe the dance, Mm -hmm. the Steve Martin. But you cannot dance to the song. Are are we able to hear a little clip of this? uh, It's called Steve Martin. Kevin, Kyle, it's called the Steve Martin because the the dance dance called the Steve Steve Martin.
0: Martin.
4: Yeah, although he famously
0: moved in a very herky jerky fashion. And that's the thing is, (laughs) they're
4: describing they're describing his movements in the jerk, and they're they're describing the dance. As if, be like Steve Martin and the church. Right, let's give it, it a listen. So.
3: that, Kyle? Well, I have
1: a new dance that you all must learn. You may have seen it Pee We Herman, but it's had its turn. It's not a brand new dance. I know you're not with it, you might break your neck. To really try to get If you've seen the clumsy movie it was more of a joke. I, like, I like it. it. I, I definitely don't out. want to break my neck trying a dance. No.
0: Not, <laughs> it's not undanceable, but it's not an invitation to dance either. It's no. an invitation to
1: like life-threatening injury.
0: <laughs> I have a couple more that just just for the sake of it. um One is, and I am only I only had to listen to this album a lot because my kids were really into it a couple of years ago. Um, it's an Imagine Dragons album, and it has the song Dancing in the Dark on it. And it might be the least danceable of all non-danceable dance tunes.
2: Let's hear this. I don't
0: know And, this. and by the way, if well, you're a fan, don't call a song something that is uh, already an existing song title. A, a very famous. Everybody's going to wish they were hearing that song yes. rather than the one that you just made. Yes, I so, uh
1: We're going to hear the Bruce Springsteen, right?
0: <laughs> uh, no, we're going to have to hear the Imagine Dragons one uh, Kyle no, I was, I was thinking the little, Bruce Springsteen Yeah, I know you were Kyle, play us a little bit of Imagine Dragons Dancing in the Dark
3: Don't throw my name
4: round here like that You could get us in some trouble Looking that way Monday you got me dancing
1: Okay, no. so okay, I don't know oh, about well, I, all of you, but I had to like force myself to get back in my seat. I was dancing <laughs> so hard on that; <laughs> it
2: was so so intense. No, I took a nap. I fell asleep in that. What, yeah, what, no, what it's happened?
0: Completely when you did that? undanceable.
2: And imagine
0: dragons. Yeah, Just
1: call
3: I mean,
0: it something else. You could have called a, it anything yeah, else.
1: That's a dirge. Let's just yeah, face that it. That is a dirge. That's yeah. normal music.
4: Guys, I just wrote a new song. Uh, I think you'll like it. It's called Like a Rolling Stone.
0: <laughs> exactly. It's called Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> and I have one more, and I'm doing this just because I, just I feel because. like Brian and Kevin need the edumacation. This okay. is a beautiful is song. Xtc? It's XTC. Oh, okay. <laughs> the band, don't call it ecstasy. No, no one, no one t- does that. You uh, you want to take your drugs You're drug, just go showing
1: ahead. you're just showing the fact that you don't know or care. <laughs> Who, this me. song is called they Yacht, know, Yacht yeah. Dance.
2: Is this from uh, XTC?
1: It's yeah, from XTC. Yeah, oh great. Yeah. From the
0: English Settlement album, it is a beautiful song. It's in some kind of crazy six-eight time with the accents. Occasionally well, that, there you the go, right there. Like the you, three. you can't dance. As soon as you to say this. that, oh, oh, it's going to be but it's eight. not Drills even a like of... a waltz. You can't even do a waltz to this uh, because it's just—it's so awkward. And yet, it's a beautiful song. It's just you would never want to dance you yeah, to yacht dance. It would dance. be like torture. Yeah, let's hear a little bit of yacht dance.
4: Google song. <laughs> could you could do like a uh, Irish Yeah, I was gonna dance? say that Maybe was like a Greek a Greek kind of That was
2: like a travel channel commercial sort of thing. I could see some people swaying <laughs> yeah. lightly to that on a yeah. beach. Swaying yeah. lightly is all you're gonna do. Yeah. Um
1: nothing close again. to dancing is gonna happen. <laughs> you
0: know, we should we should um after this someday do a uh, songs about dancing that are the best for dancing. There's a, there's a long list there. But yes. I feel like we really kind of napalm the room. If you have any suggestions for songs like these or topics like these, send those to dadbandland at gmail.com or hit us up on our socials. By the way, a couple of listeners who hit us up on our socials, um, one of whom won a contest on our socials, will be featured tonight in our Guilty Pleasures section. Tonight? tonight. So yes, excited. tonight. But all of that has to happen after these words from our sponsors. Dad band land Dad we band are land. back we have ironed out some ironed out some uh, problems in our relationship <laughs>
1: <laughs> created a couple <laughs> new ones yep
0: and we are ready to go our band got back together um, at the beginning of the break and then they broke up again oh uh, yes. one, uh, yeah, yeah one yeah well, it, it, it was dynamic one, one guy punched the other guy again um when they were supposed to be shaking hands so that's that's surprising. And it is time to move on, though, with our (laughs) lives to everybody's favorite segment, the segment that's sweeping the nation. It's time to delve in. Hold hands, everybody, because it's scary. We're going to visit Brian's House of Wax. Brian Frank, our chief vinyl officer, what do do you have for us this week?
4: Yes, so tonight we have Van Halen's fifth album, Diver Down, uh, which uh, was released on April 14th, 1982, uh, which is approximately 40 years from the time of this recording. Uh, And uh, I listened to today the uh, 2015 180 gram remaster reissue of this record and it is wonderful and if you're going to purchase it get that one um got lots of great stuff to talk about but i don't want to talk too much because i know kevin will have plenty <laughs> well, to add to I, this I can, segment. I can do
2: i would love to hear from you because you're going to keep it in more of a scholarly focused place and i can literally sure. talk and i literally want to talk about van halen all day any day so yes keep us keep us on track okay. here I'll
4: I'll give, I'll give my usual little, uh, usual little spiel. I I do have a a personal anecdote as well. I'm sure Kevin has many more. Um, (laughs) so, you know, like I said, this is their fifth album. Um, and it was their fifth album, uh, in pretty much like four years, they released a record every year, uh, which is pretty impressive with, uh, Ted Templeman, their producer, and this one came, uh, came out two weeks shy of one year. What, the reason why I mentioned that is leading up to this album, they actually planned on taking a break, taking some time, spend more time in the studio, spend some more time writing, and not be on this treadmill of a record every year, every year, every year. While they were supposed to be taking this break, David Lee Roth had the brilliant idea of, you know what, guys, we should record a cover and just put out a cover just for fun. And he wanted to do dancing in the street. That was his suggestion, which did ultimately end up being recorded for the album, but Eddie Van Halen was not into it. And he recommended that they do. Oh, pretty woman, uh, Roy Orbison's pretty woman. So they went into the studio, uh, sunset sound. I've been there as well, uh, for some of my clients. It's a great place to record. Very famous studio here in LA. Uh, in one day they knocked out pretty woman and, uh, Warner Brothers Records released that song as a single on January 18th, 1982, and it became the band's second top 20 hit. It hit number 12, and it hit number one on the rock chart. So, of course, what does the label do? Go, all right, guys, we need a record right now because we got (laughs) to capitalize on the success of the single. So out the window went the idea of let's take a break, let's work on a record. And so they went in and they recorded this album in 12 days, guys. Twelve days to create this beautiful masterpiece, but of the twelve songs, five of them are cover songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, three three of them are instrumentals, and two of them were old songs that they had sitting around. Hang 'em high. They had since nineteen seventy seven in Cathedral. They had since nineteen eighty. And this album is is the reason why I mentioned in a previous episode that uh, Van Halen is my favorite cover band um, oh. because all the covers are actually. Are, are great, 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 uh, delightful. Versions.
0: Absolutely delightful.
4: They're delightful. And dancing in the street, uh, the aforementioned dancing in the street actually hit number three on the rock charts and number 38 on the overall, uh, charts. And the album hit number three in the U S of a, which is really pretty tremendous. And for me, um, this is actually the first Van Halen album that I heard. Um, so my chronology is I had a friend and he had this record and our, our CD, our um, CD, listen to me, a
3: cassette tape. <laughs> yes. And I
4: remember the, I remember that cover, the Diver Down cover, and he played it for me and, and made me a copy of this tape. And I just thought it was absolutely fantastic. I loved it so much. And so then I went backwards from there and then 1984 came out. So I had all of it within like a two year span. I consumed all of the history of Van Halen, and have been a fan ever since, unlike Kevin, who really never listens to the band and doesn't <laughs> never, like them at all. Now,
0: let, I want to throw it over to Kevin, although, Kevin, I'm going to ask you to be somewhat uh, succinct I, about your opinion. I,
2: I can certainly be okay, succinct but about before this. Before I
0: throw it over to you, I want to provide some context. Uh, on the show two weeks ago, you said, when we were discussing perfect albums, it was three weeks ago, you said that, uh, to your mind, the first six
3: Van Halen yes. albums
0: are all perfect albums. Yep, is this one more or less perfect than the other five?
2: Well, you know what's interesting about this one? This one gets, and I feel that it is unfairly maligned. And part of the six, like if most people are going to rank the first first six, this is the bottom of that six. And part of the reason is the covers, right? Comparatively, there's just more more covers. But at the end of And the, Eddie Van
0: Halen said so too.
2: Well, he said so later. If you listen to Ted Templeman, everyone at the time was like this is a great record, everyone was happy with it. Then as time passed on, Eddie's Eddie definitely had a history of changing his mind on things as time passed and and his perspective on things and if he didn't like it at the time, apparently no one else knew. It was a big hit. And I honestly yeah. I'm with and I'm with Brian. When I was young, uh, 1984 was the first one I had. This one I got into much easier and much quicker than Fair Warning or Women and Children First because it had songs that were more accessible. Like it was a more 80s style pop record. And, and um, I don't know if you know a guy, I gotta give a shout out to a guy named Greg Renoff who wrote one of my favorite books of all time called Van Halen Rising. And he's sort of devoted, he's devoted to, to, to changing the people's opinion on Diver Down because it ends up being at the bottom of the stack. I think there's not a better party record that, that captures the fun of Van Halen out of those first six. Because Van Halen's like the Beatles in a sense, where they're they're a great rock band, but they're also a comedy rock band to some extent. Like there's a lot of fun all the time. Like the Beatles made movies; they were comedies, right? They weren't always a very serious band. And I think Van Halen had that, you know, when Dave was in the band. And when, by the time you get well, to well, yeah, and uh, I think
0: that's that, that's the point I want to get to a, a little bit more. And I'm going to throw this over to Jeffy in just a second, and then Kevin, you're going to yeah. have many well, more I just opportunities to talk quick, quick, about this. When you
2: get to Happy Trails, like you just get the sense that there's a charm and a fun, and that that's not available on most of the other records of theirs they're great records but that aspect is only on diver down
0: i i would agree i think the other five david lee roth albums are definitely fun there's definitely a sense of fun which disappears with david lee roth in some ways yeah uh uh, just absolutely vanishes and, and the band never recovers from it even though i'm not a huge david lee roth fan you have to love the effect he had on the band um uh but yes, the, the, I guess the, that, that's the point I wanted to make. The, well, the, point is, I, and, and the fun Dave, is in there.
2: I would say David Lee Roth is the musical weak link of Van Halen, yet the, the, the galvanizing force that made that band what it was at its peak. So it's a fascinating would, mix there.
0: I would agree. And to point to that, I don't know whose idea it was to cover Big Bad Bill is Sweet William <laughs> now.
2: I yeah, mean, yeah, but that feels like
0: Jewish. it was David... It was David Lee Roth's choice, I'm guessing, it although feels like a what it allowed to happen was for Eddie, Van Hal- Eddie and Alex Van Halen's dad, a professional yeah. clarinetist, to play on it. So talk about a band having fun together.
3: Absolutely. You know, let's have it, my
0: dad do a hokey clarinet solo rather than having so, me shred on guitar. Totally. So
4: it was David Lee Roth's idea of the song, and it was also his idea to have their father play clarinet
0: fucking great. That is what that band lost when he left. Jeffy, I want to get your before we get deeper in, I want to get your initial reaction to this, because I'm guessing like me, you never spent a lot of time with this album before.
1: Here's the thing. Because I was living outside of the United States when this album was was released. Locate yourself on the Globe. Kampala, Uganda. Mm -hmm. I listened to this album for the first time in preparation for this show.
4: Whoa. Yes. Oh, wow. Awesome. Whoa. For the first what time. Think? That is great. Talk to us.
1: That is great. So yeah. my, honestly, I was, the first two songs, I was like, this is competent. But to me, it felt sterile and soulless. And then I got to Cathedral.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh yes. yeah. Glad you brought it up. That's great.
1: And honestly, that's when I kind of woke up. And then I went back and listened to the first two songs again. Yeah, And it changed. What's weird is that the third song became a filter for the rest of the things, right? So I was like not that interested in it, honestly, until I got to Cathedral, until I got to the Little Guitars intro.
3: Oh,
2: yes. That's great, too.
0: I thought directly of you when I heard the Little Guitars intro and And (laughs) some of the shit he's playing on Little Guitars. I want to get to that in a second, too. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. There's there's tons to get to, but I'm but what was weird about this album and being like completely unaware of it, of course I'd heard the pretty woman cover and it's it's so distinctive. Like the guitars are like they almost like override the original. When I think of Pretty Woman, I think of Eddie Van Halen playing guitar. It's weird, right? That guitar mm-hmm.
0: playing is indelible. It's
1: so good. Yeah. Um, but it it took a minute. For me to get into it it took a minute for me to see like it took cathedral for me to see what they were doing because i really i just didn't get it well this Listening is a fantastic entree
0: let's let's do this i know kyle's ready with this kyle cue up a little bit of cathedral because this is basically just eddie on i think a stratocaster he's using an echo and uh at least one other effect on it and it sounds like a violin a lot of the times. It almost sounds like he's using a bow. I don't sounds know if like he a is. I assume not.
2: He's, he's not, but as far as I know. Yeah, it's all guitar. It's fucking
0: beautiful. And so, it's so uh, let's hear a little bit of Cathedral. <laughs> Man. I mean, we,
1: um, we, we could listen to the, the whole thing. The whole thing well, a
2: big chunk of that too. If you've, if you've ever seen him, if you've ever seen him live, a big chunk of that is is volume. He's riding the volume knob the whole yeah. time, and he's hammering yeah. it on and riding each volume knob, on each oh, on, and each hammer on it, so interesting. So yeah, he can do he can replicate it live and it's pretty stunning to see. Kevin, I want to
0: ask you about Eddie and his playing because you're a guitarist and sure? I want but I want to frame it. Um and I want to frame it like this. When you're listening to to any of these early Van Halen albums and I think in some ways particularly Diver Down although the rest of the band is great you can't listen to anything other than Eddie it's all about Eddie he's amazing you can't sleep on him his accompaniment no. is great his rhythm is great his fills are unbelievable his solos are great and here's here's the thing I'm gonna say and you can tell me how ignorant this is or not <laughs> ignorant it is okay I'm gonna yeah
1: I'm gonna do that too
0: what what I'm well I do like the other musicians but let's talk about Eddie for a second yeah, yeah. um what, what I'm hearing here is that there's a trick that any metal guitarist has to achieve. Because unlike punk uh, and blues, which, you know, there's virtuosos and then there's, the you know, guys who want to sound like they're completely wild. Metal is in the middle of that. You've got virtuosos who need to sound
2: wild. Right. Sound dangerous. And sound- I don't know
0: if anybody has ever, you know, squared that circle as well as Eddie Van Halen with these massively beautiful, well-controlled, wild whoops, screams, and Feedback shit. I I would think that's
2: absolutely right, and I think that he fits into his own category because he definitely inspired a whole generation of guitar players who stole everything from him. But no one was able to actually mimic the bizarre way he plays. Like he will, if you put an Eddie Van Halen solo or even just kind of riff in the middle of like ten other guitar players from the '80s, you could always pick him out. He always had a particular. Particular choice, almost like extra notes. You don't know where they came from, extra phrasing. So he defies a lot of logic. I do think there's great guitar players, but to some extent they might all sound the same. Eddie's got this thing that he's just... And the other greatest gift of Eddie is he made it look easy. Like every guitar player prior to him... Look like like I love Jimmy Page. He looks like he's summoning a demon every time he's playing a guitar solo, right? <laughs> <laughs> but but Eddie's like having fun. Eddie's like I can't believe I'm doing this. Holy cow! Look yeah, at his happening smile is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> let's play a little bit. And this this is one I want to play is because Jeffy brought this uh, the intro up. But let, I want to talk about little guitars because you talk about skill. It's not my favorite Eddie Van Halen work on this album, but on little guitars he does the kind of thing that the Edge does, but he does it without a delay. In fact. The, the, is the line the that he's, pl- he, the line that he's playing, especially towards the end of of, of um, Little Guitars, it's essentially the synthesizer sequencing from The Who's "Won't Get Fooled Again," except he's playing it all live. Right. It's fucking, it's Outraging. insane. Can we, Kyle? Can we play a little bit of that because it just blows my mind that this is live guitar playing.
3: So
1: Right there, yeah. (laughs) Right? You hear that won't get pulled again
2: shit happening?
1: Yeah. That's just. Ridiculous! Can you do
2: that? It's unbelievable. No, and that was my guy. I mean, that's—I wouldn't play guitar if it wasn't for him. In fact, I'm—I'm when I meet people my age who who play guitar and they don't like him, I'm like, why did you? Why did you want to play this instrument? Like this guy showed up. As as far as I could tell, the Beatles happened, and nothing happened until Eddie Van Halen showed up. As a kid, this is just because my parents didn't listen to any music (laughs) in the '70s, right?
0: Not really true at all. That's not true at all. People like like since my parents didn't listen to music, I was like,
2: I was like, oh, it's the Beatles, and then Eddie Van Halen showed up. And he was obviously the best, and he just killed it. And he made it look easy, he made it look fun, and and he would, and even till I mean, even till the day he died. Every time I would see them, I was at the second to last show, and he was still killing it. Do you know? I mean, he yeah. still just brought it. It wasn't like yeah. oh, remember when he was good? He was always great at guitar.
0: Yeah, and I, and to, and to underscore Jeffy's point about about. Um, Roy Orbison, "Pretty Woman," which is, as you, everybody knows, Roy Orbison's heartwarming tale of how sexual harassment can actually work in getting you a girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, everything is is everything about Roy Orbison's version is delightful, but Eddie Van Halen's guitar work on that just makes you never want to hear the original. <laughs> uh, not never right. want to hear it again. But like if you were going, if you were heading to a desert island, you would definitely no, take that version. That, that was version the first
2: yeah. That's one of the first songs I ever learned was the Van Halen version of "Pretty Woman," and it has all the. Tremolo has all the whammy bar dives and stuff. You're like, you're like that. That was a great way to learn how to use your your whammy bar. No, it's a great, great song, great album.
0: All right. So the last thing I want to say about it because this could be a big topic is that certain cities are kind of produce a certain kind of band. And listening to this all week like I did, and I never spent that long with this album before. I owned 1984. I don't think I owned any other Van Halen albums. I just knew them. Yeah. But I always I've been always trying to diagnose what it is that makes an LA band an LA band.
3: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: and I think the common thread for me that runs through bands like Van Halen and the Red Hot Chili Peppers and the Beach Boys is that they're conveying a certain tone and a certain lifestyle all the way through. Yeah. There's a feeling yeah. you get from an LA band that that tells you about how they are living their lives. And with Van Halen, it's goofy there's a lot of sex. There's a lot of well, smiling. That's not big, that different I think, I think, from the Red Hot Chili Peppers I think and the Dave Beach Boys, Dave was a big really. part of
2: that, where Dave was they were selling that Southern California lifestyle. And, and as someone yeah. who's not from Southern California, when I when I moved here and realized, oh, this is a this is like a local biz, a hometown band, you know what I mean? They're, they're yeah. a band. And, and if you follow them through Pasadena and everywhere they play, the backyard parties, that's what they were selling for, like for years before they even got a record contract, was that. It wasn't dark. This wasn't Aerosmith. This wasn't Black Sabbath. No. This was... <laughs> This ultimately LA is it ultimately all about was lifestyles
0: and having a good time. Exactly. Yeah.
2: It, it, was, it was taking all the things we liked about we were talking earlier about the Laurel Canyon stuff, but adding it to heavy drums and a rock guitar, but still about Southern California. But that's exactly
0: it. The Laurel Canyon stuff does that. The totally. Beach Boys fucking do that? The, the red yeah. hot chili peppers after Van Halen. I know I mean there, it, it contributes that to kind me, of lifestyle. It contributes yeah. to
2: me moving here. It sold me on a place that seemed a lot happier than when I was living. So that's uh, how is it now? All of, how has it treated you? No, oh, it's been very good to me, actually. I gotta very I gotta confess. Good. Van Halen did not lie to me. <laughs> and
0: Great. this town is all about lifestyle. Anybody wanna say some last words about Diver Down before we dive up?
2: Um, I gotta say we haven't talked about it, but my favorite song is Hang'em High. To me, that's one of the that that song is like the quintessential Van Halen song to me, and I don't think it gets paid as much attention to because it's on this album that's mostly covers and partier songs because if that, that song could have been right on Fair Warning or Van Halen 1 that song just kills the riff kills the song structure kills the double vocals kill it's it's probably my, it's well, one of it my top have. 3 songs
4: it could it's have been and they didn't use it yeah no that's
2: but but, they, but that's always been the Van Halen thing like actually going back yeah. to what you said earlier they recorded in 12 days but the first album was recorded in a couple weeks like they had yeah. they had dozens i mean dozens and dozens of songs for the for all their albums and in fact their last album was was songs from back then they never actually recorded. They just yeah, had so many yeah. songs on their list. Um, what's it called? 1984 has at least two songs that were back from whenever mm-hmm. they were a club band. So they were always dipping back into those times.
0: Very interesting. I, I got to say, I don't know that I'm ever going to be, you know, living with Van Halen the way that you do, Kevin, or the way that I think Brian kind of does all the time. But <laughs> wow, am I glad that I spent this week with Diver Down. And I suggest that all our listeners do, too, because it's uh, – a it's really a great album to spend your time with. Uh, and on that subject, here are some sponsors that are great products to spend your time oh, with.
2: Oh, so smooth! Well done. <laughs> so sir. smooth. Well nah, that, done. Was wow. that was weak.
0: That was weak.
2: Dad Band Land.
0: Dad Band is Land is back. Cats and kittens. <laughs> we are, sp- we are spinning the platters that matter. We've got stacks of wax, and we are final on the vinyl. Um, here's, here's what we're going to do. We're well going to do guilty pleasures right now. Thank you. We're going to do guilty pleasures right now. Um, but I'm going to start by, for the first time, and this is exciting, I'm going to let some of our listeners in. Oh. And the headline here is that we have listeners. Oh, right, more yeah. than and one? That's thing. Yes, we have we
1: listeners. We have more than
0: one. We, we have a growing do. legion of we listeners. Mean, it's in the... It's even in the like four digits now. For or a even while beyond. it was
1: just what?
2: listener. Yeah, uh, it might Those be in the days, five or six digits.
1: Yeah.
4: I still I still
0: love him. He's yeah. the best. A listener, our
1: we we will never forget listener.
0: <laughs> yes, we love listener. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, I ran a contest on Twitter and on Instagram. Here's what I did. I I pointed everybody to the um playlist that's for the right. upcoming edition of dad band land you know we include a playlist an apple music playlist with songs that we discuss uh on, a, on each episode this time i released it in advance and said whoever can look at this playlist and tell me what the topic of the week is going to be you win a chance to submit a guilty pleasure on our show that's right and wouldn't you know it we we got a bunch of submissions like more than 10 submissions dastardly dimwit one Oh, of course, of course, and uh, oh, and yeah. On Twitter, he he won, and what what I love about Dastardly Dimwit is that just Other than like his us, he, fantastic name, yes, um, you know, but that's his Christian name. That was his given name. It's, yeah, it's okay. right. credit to his parents for that. Yeah,
3: okay.
0: He gave us a, a fantastic breakdown of his thought process that got into his pick for guilty pleasures. And that's exactly what we do every week. So he can't be blamed for it. I want to read you. I won't read you all of it because it's long, but it's also awesome. I will read you most of it. Here we go from Dastardly Dimwit. Having won our contest, he says... The guilty pleasure question is a tough one. You see, for 20-ish years, my undisputed guilty pleasure was Gotham City by R. Kelly from the Batman and Robin soundtrack. (laughs) (laughs) Feel-good lyrics paired with a backup choir, paired with a children's choir, paired with a video featuring R. Kelly riding a motorcycle while wearing a cow print cowboy hat? Pure guilty pleasure gold. It was so much fun to roll down the windows on the freeways of Minneapolis. Freeway noise keeps other people from hearing what you're jamming to. In the summer of 97, <laughs> and crank up that song and <laughs> sing along. Wow. But then R. Kelly had to go and do all the horrible stuff he did. I don't know if I think it's then, Brian. I think it was concurrent, but I yeah. hear what you're saying. Yeah. Not Brian. Is Contemporaneous. It so, I was going to suggest something by John Mayer, because that guy is a giant douche. But I love pretty much his whole library, and he's really a good guitar player, so I'm not really embarrassed about that. And there's, there's another paragraph here that I think we can, we can skip. And then he says... I love this man (laughs) then I landed on it the bubblegum pop hit of the summer of 2012 my wife and I departed Los Angeles and headed north on the PCH to see as much of the coastline of our state as possible luckily with the XM radio in my car I don't know how much they're paying you man I was able to set (laughs) alerts when certain songs were playing so I set an alert for my guilty pleasure and we sang along to it for the next 10 days as we drove PCH camped in beautiful places and explored the coast of California between LA and the Bay Although I needed to take a break from Carly Rae Jepsen's Call Me Maybe for a little while after that trip because of overexposure, it still lingers on a playlist of feel-good music in my Apple Music library, and my little girls really like to sing along with it now, too. Let's hear Dastardly Dimwit a little bit of Call Me Maybe.
1: There's just no denying the power
2: of absolutely. that song. <laughs> that, is every, that is everything I need. It's put an into Irresistible a song. force. Yeah, and and it keeps building up. Like I'm like, this is pretty good, and then it keeps getting better. And yeah, then the key change, and then, I'm the sing, I'm change, it. and then yeah. it's like,
1: I eviscerating you. Basically. I can't
2: deny that. That is a that is a, no, it's it's so It's good. perfect. It it's, it really is. It's elemental. Yes, it's elemental. Uh, yes, yeah. it's, it's <laughs> elemental. <laughs> yes, it is. It is absolutely like a primal love.
0: Yeah. Dastardly dimwit, not only is that great and is that elemental and undeniable, but you get us and we thank you for winning that contest. Please yes. keep listening. Please keep writing in. Once again, that's uh, dadbandland at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: can't remember it. Nobody
0: else. Uh, I remember what podcast Well it's the name of our show. I'm, I'm trying to keep, I'm, I'm juggling a lot of balls yeah. right now. Okay. Here's you another, know, here's that another ball TMI, in my pocket. But okay. Yeah. It's not a ball I'm touching right More now. More than two? A couple of weeks ago, we uh, we received a Twitter rant from a listener oh. who thought was mm. outraged that we left the band The Damned
1: yep.
0: mm-hmm. out of one of our discussions. That's it! Damn it! A week a week later, he <laughs> sent us a another <laughs> follow up email about his Twitter rant, saying that we also neglected to mention The Damned as the best genre jumper oh, of all time. This guy. Loves which the member dammed.
2: of the Damned is he? Mm. Yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly. He loves the Damned. He's seen them. So what I did is I really like him. His name is uh, uh, Guy Campbell. He's he's a great fan. He's been listening. Guy
3: Camilleri.
0: Guy Ca- Campbell in Memphis, oh, okay. Tennessee, via Las Vegas, whatever that means. And I said, "That's great. We love it." And you know what? Your feedback's been fantastic. How about some guilty pleasures from you? Oh boy! And Guy sent me this, uh, and it, it will conclude in one that's going to just delight Jeffy's heart. The guiltiest by far has to be Morgan Wallen's Redneck Love Song. It's truly awful and he's turned out to be an awful person but when it came out in 2018, I added it to an annual new music playlist as a joke and after listening to it enough, it grew on me. Our family still laughs while singing along to it but we know every word. Oh, and I absolutely adore BTS. You know what man, that's brave and I love you for saying it. The song DNA was the gateway drug and they keep bringing me joy. It seems they don't take them so seriously and it's truly endearing. Honorable boy band mention goes to Philosopher Kings. I don't know I didn't know it was guilty until a Canadian friend said, you know they're, they're a cheesy boy band, right? <laughs> I had no idea. I just You're wanted not to supposed like to enjoy Eaton.
1: that. You're supposed <laughs> to enjoy it ironically. The list goes on and on, but
0: I'll end with the other two men I wish I sounded like. Al Jarreau's Rainbow in Your Eyes drives my wife up a wall, maybe just when I'm singing, along trying to be flirtatious and here it comes and Kurt Elling's I feel so smoochy for the exact same reason. <laughs> and the reason I love this is because Jeffy and I are friends with Kurt Elling and he's just kind of one of the best guys on the planet. He's fun, he's funny, his music is unbelievable. We saw him and at the Walt Disney sweetheart. Concert Hall and he's a sweetheart. Um also he's excellent. So uh, there should be no guilt for this incredibly sacred um uh, guilty pleasure. Uh Kyle, give, give us a little bit of I Feel so, so smoochy, so smoochy by Kurt Ellen. When I touch your lips, then I realize
4: that to hold you near makes rainbows appear. Life is just one long kiss. With the moon shining down and the stars kind of frown, say, golly, just look we miss. I feel so smoochy when the night is cool. It's always warm here with you.
0: <laughs> I feel so smoochy when a seat for one becomes a love seed yeah. for two. Yeah, Kurt, and we I love you. Kurt Elling is one of the only people fire. I've ever met who can call a bunch of people "days" with cats, and there's no irony and it doesn't sound awkward. Yeah, I can't
1: use, the, I can't call people "cat" without people being like, <laughs> "What? What? It? Is yeah. there someone named Cat here? Like a cat? Yeah."
0: With Kurt, he says it, and we're all just like meow.
1: I guess I'm a cat <laughs> <meow>. Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> all right, let's. I just wanted to read like, hey, listeners, we love it. You know, what, you don't even have to win a contest. Send us your guilty pleasures and explain why, because it's so fun to read what you guys have to say. Let's go around the horn, then, um, Kevin. Let's hear your guilty oh, pleasure. Oh man! For
2: this week. All right, so I was gonna put a little framework here. This is a song that is great that people like me that are supposed to like cool rock isn't supposed to like. But you know what? I love this. I love this song. Not shamefully. I love it outwardly. And I think we're all going to remember that we all secretly love it, even if we think we hate it. Let's cue that up. Wait on us. Hit us. I could stay awake just to hear
1: you breathe.
3: There you go.
1: Nice you.
3: Gotta, you gotta stop this
2: song. Yep. Why are we stopping this song? Why are we stopping this song? I have never heard this song in, like, completely in, in my entire life. Oh, I had you had to turn it off? You had to shut it off? You got to commit to it. <laughs> I, okay, tell us
1: about this song. I, I oh, have, I have a friend who also won't watch Michael Bay movies. Oh, yeah. no, uh, no, no, this
4: no. Is, I, this this I saw is, the film, this, this and this is, song became big, and I, I, yeah, I is, opted that's out. That's right. This is. And I've been <laughs> just, opted out. This is, this guys, is I Don't Want to
2: Miss a Thing by Aerosmith from the Armageddon okay. soundtrack. You can't. Look. Well, I can't, I mean, am I going to say that it's cool? No. But am I going to say, look, this is Aerosmith. I love Aerosmith. I look at Aerosmith's peers in their heyday of like Nazareth, Ted Nugent. They weren't on MTV in 1998, right? And so I got to give them all the credit in the world to, bit, to find out. Kyle a way. is on your
0: side. Kyle is texting us like mad saying yes. that he's on it your side. It is so right now.
2: good. and And oh, man, every line is great. It's so. You, you may try to deny it, but then you'll be alone, crying to yourself at some wedding somewhere. Just apropos of nothing, I'm just Sitting saying. Sitting in some
1: back alley.
2: Sitting in some back alley, <laughs> and then you'll be like, you know what? Uh, yeah, I miss you, babe. That's a great guilty pleasure. It's thing. an
0: unsurprising guilty pleasure coming from you. It is, but, but you, it's you a know what? But, guilty but, but guilty as an
2: Aerosmith fan, you're not supposed to like that song. And I'm just saying, hey, Aerosmith fans, you can like that song. That's a great song. You can love all Aerosmith.
0: You know what Kyle says? It's actually more danceable than anything in the first segment, so he, he's <laughs> right. probably right about that. Right, all right, all right. Let's that, that. Thank you for that one, Kevin. It was, as I said, unsurprising
1: but fantastic. I don't want to miss a thing. Jeffy, yours. All right, so so we're gonna go to a band that we've been talking about tonight, and um, I didn't know tons about this band because again, I came back to the states in 1984. And they have an album, 1984. That's I think not we the got album where you're going
0: here. What? Yeah. What? No, I, I think we, we know. We know what band you're referencing at this point. No.
1: I don't know if I do. Yeah. Let me, we do. Let me drop a couple more hints. <laughs> no. It's, okay, it, they, let's they did. Get to it. <laughs> okay. So this is from 5150, and <laughs> yeah, I'll just let Kyle do it.
2: I'm with so, you. I gotta say, I'm not supposed to like Van Hagar. I don't really like Van Hagar, but you can't beat 5150. I love that record. Uh, yeah.
1: So <laughs> this is what I was gonna say. Even as a as a casual Van Halen fan, I knew that it was not okay to like Van Hagar. Right. But yeah.
0: I yeah. Why I
1: would can't say can't this the, be love? It's like yeah. come on.
2: No, and it's it, so uh, catchy. It is catchy. And to, to to hit your earlier point there, Adam. That's a keyboard part. That's actually not a guitar part. Like he has made a keyboard sound like a guitar part yeah. there. Unlike on uh, not little guitars. A little,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would say that the, it's definitely a guilty pleasure because everything Van Hagar, because they lost their sense of humor, is is
1: <laughs> yeah. is vaguely ridiculous. It, it is. So of it course it's a tough. guilty pleasure. But no, it's, it's a great almost song. like self parody.
2: It is. I, you know, in I the do first believe that seconds. this. Hold on. Okay.
1: I do
0: believe that this song contains the lyric. Only time will tell if we stand the yep. test of time. That's profound. And <laughs> that is
2: time, time we stand the test of time.
0: As a, as a writer, I have to say that, like, you should be allowed to shoot Sammy Hagar in the head for writing. <laughs> yeah, now. I mean, it's, it's like, like rhyming. Second, a, it should be
1: a legal kill. It's like rhyming the word word with the word word.
0: Yeah, it's like that. Well, it's, I,
1: don't know, it's it's how, factual. I don't
2: know how familiar you are with the album. But Sammy Hagar's first, first words of Hello, Baby in the first three seconds is a warning. It pretty much tells you, you know what, maybe I should turn this off right now. Maybe I should Here's not what you're this. in for. Here's what yeah, you're in for. You. But, first three but words. I have to say, I love 5150. I I, I was young enough. Me too. Like, every song on it I thought was great. I I didn't see how off the rails they were going to go from that, yep. but that. But that is a good record. That that and David Lee Roth's first solo record are two equally great records.
4: I was, was going to say, as a child... It was a wonderful moment because I got Van Halen and David yeah. Roth, And they're both
2: good, yeah, right? You and, got both. They
1: both had new albums. The, yeah. It was yeah. awesome. It was, like,
2: it was awesome. 1986 was, was awesome like, for that reason.
1: It was like they budded and created two bands that two, you loved.
2: Yeah. Yes, I, I agree. Yes.
1: Neither
0: of which measured up to the original band. No. Well,
1: sure, Let's but you didn't this. know that at the time. At the time, they and were big. I did, like, because I like, wasn't a huge excited. fan. Yeah. It was
2: like double. Yeah, it was. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna, Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> oh, wait a minute. That's three against one. You have to do the research you're on fifty-one fifty you're just, and David t- Smile. You're, you're I, I owned. I owned
0: fifty. Yeah. I am. I owned fifty-one fifty and David Lee Roth's album, and I found both of them diverting, but neither one of them was Van Halen. <laughs>
2: uh, you really might cute. be thinking of. You might be thinking of um of Crazy from the Heat. You gotta get eat him and smile. That's the first yeah, real
0: daily rock. Nobody has to get eat him Oh no, some dreams in your life. No, I wasn't I, was I, was I was not thinking, those crazy are fighting was thinking words. of crazy. Maybe maybe yeah.
1: maybe he needs some dreams in his life. He might need some dreams Maybe I need to go to Brian That's Frank for his on guilty the pleasure sake.
4: Right. So I I'm gonna give the same intro as Kevin, which is, you know, as a quote unquote rock guy. You know, this is probably not something I, I am supposed to like, but when I was thinking about um, dance songs uh, that were not good to dance to, I thought about it, and I'm not a big dancer. But I thought about a song that that is good to dance to, um, and it just it works every time. I, I think it'd just be best if uh, if Kyle just uh, gives us a just little, springs it on us, little spin, yeah. yeah just just yeah. go, just Better go.
0: It yeah, Kyle, rip the scab off.
2: Oh my God! God. <laughs> this is, I don't even. I don't even. Think, I'm not even sure this is. A, this is one of those songs that's so omnipresent. I'm not even sure it's a song. It's like a utility
1: at this point. its
2: is. Wait, don't
1: don't. It's not a song. It's a fact.
2: It's just a fact. You haven't it's played your a, Everybody Dance We all know is a fact. Yes, it's a truth.
4: You you can't you can't talk over Freedom Williams'
2: rap part right
4: there. No, no I you can't. Can't, you're right. So uh, yeah, so 1990s, gonna make you sweat right parentheses <laughs> I know. everybody dance the now. parens.
1: the parens are, is what right. makes it parens. it's going to make you sweat
4: everybody dance now by cnc mu- and music and like, i do like i do like at
1: the mean,
2: time this is before you know 90s came and grunge made us think that it was music wasn't going to go back from being this this big thing cuz they just leaned right in they're a factory we're literally a music factory we're just going to churn <laughs> out music And the way that like (laughs) widgets are turned out, we make music. Hit after hit after hit. Yeah, that is what we. It's a conveyor belt of hits. You like this thing? Yeah, it's and There's CNC. another one it's right like, behind it. Right behind it. It's always It's do. like
0: Johnson & Johnson. It's coming your way. It's a yeah. name you trust in music. Please <laughs> yeah. consider yeah. us for all
2: your fine you know, music we, product we, needs. We, we all love them. We're like, bring me more of that factory. I'm yeah, ready to buy more, your product. Uh,
1: <laughs> I like the last one. Give me another one. Give me another version of that. <laughs> yeah.
2: Brian,
0: I love that That's, you love this because you're – you are really kind of the last guy on earth, even though you love everything that I would think would bring this one as a guilty pleasure.
2: <laughs> I, I, I have a question, and, and
0: I think you're right. And I think you should be ashamed. Yeah. And,
2: and was this ever <laughs> absolutely right? There's probably a 12 inch vinyl of this. Cause this, seems like such a CD age record, but, but you probably do have a 12. 12- oh, this one. is the sure. best
4: part. There's a 12 inch vinyl and the B side to, uh, going to make you sweat. Everybody dance now <laughs> is going to make you sweat. Everybody dance now remix. Oh, Oh, that's Great. it. That's all you need. That's all you need. No, yeah, if you need the first one it. wasn't dancey enough, you need They, to re- they need it's a danceable version. It's like the ultimate, like, high school pep rally. Absolutely. Like that's what it reminds me of. Same. And yes, when it when it existed, I was rolling my eyes and I was like, "No way!" Mm-hmm. And I'm too cool for this. And it's like it comes on. And I'm just like,
3: "Yes, yeah, You were I, probably I, too cool. You were
1: probably too cool for yeah. Ace of Base. Exactly, okay. and yes, yet
4: there you go, and yet. All I want is another baby. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> but, 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 maybe, but, baby, but, but, Brian, oh, I was gonna say, Brian, maybe the factor once it's not in your, once you're not seen it every day, maybe you loved it. You know, once it was yeah. gone, no. once it was no longer a threat to your existence.
1: Well, maybe you, existed you only, like you moment. only appreciate something when it's gone. Yes, and you know what's know gone what, now? You know this episode. So a, oh, hey-oh.
0: There we go. Nice. <laughs> All right. Send all your questions, comments, and your own cover band experiences to dadbandland at gmail.com. Kevin and I wonder what it's like to be in a cover band at this point. Yeah. Follow <laughs> us on all the socials. Dadbandland is produced by me and Jeffy Branion. Cool Sonic uh, melange by Jeffy. Editing and Starburns production by the great, mighty Kyle McGraw. Our theme song is by Adam Korn. We love you guys. We will be back with more DBL next week.
2: Dadband. Have a good all right, all right.
1: Let me All right, tell me when I tell me when I should start
3: recording. A podcast, a podcast network.